Hi everybody, I'm Maya. I'm Melissa. And I'm Olivia. And we're here to take you back to your Twilight, your Twilight phase. phase. Hey everybody. Hey, what's up? I got a haircut. Oh, Melissa got a haircut. It looks I really got good. A haircut. I cut off the most hair that I've ever cut off in my whole life, I think. Your whole life? <laughs> the last time my hair was this short was when it was like growing First out of my head. No way. <laughs> yes. Wow. It's really short. I got like a bob. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to describe it. So okay. it's like a shoulder length bob. It's got her signature blunt bangs. And at the edges, they kind of like taper down. Like it's not just all short and then the long hair. It is like uh-huh. right. No gradual. Right yeah. um, and I don't know if it was just styled this way or if this is now the way that it's growing out of your head at the shorter length. <laughs> But it kind of like naturally goes away from her face. So it's got some fun motion to it. Oh, she's got oh. a little pony. She's got a little half pony. I do have so a little half you know, pony up too. Cute little swoosh away. I can't put it all up in a pony anymore, which was a bit disconcerting. Yeah. But I can do, well, I kind of did a half pony. I actually have two ponies going on. <laughs> um, one for the top half of the half and then one for the bottom half of the half. I've been doing that because my hair annoys me. And the other day I had three ponytails. <laughs> very ridiculous. Part of my hair is extremely short right now because I have relaxed hair. So the hair that grows out of my head is kinky curly. And then oh. when you relax it, it gets straight. But then yeah. like more hair grows. So you have curly at the scalp and then at straight the at the rest. Right. And where the join is... The hair is really weak at that point. And so if you don't get your new growth, like re-relaxed, or if you don't relax the new growth, or take like really, really, really diligent care of it, it will break off at that point. The the most sensitive part where you're most likely to get it is the very back of your head where like collars (laughs) rub and like you lean against pillows and stuff. So Shit. I basically have a patchy afro in the back of my <laughs> head and then long other places. Do you guys want to see it? Um, I mean, yeah. yes. Or would it upset you? It's going to upset me. Why would yeah, it upset be me? <laughs> because it's like, so visceral upsetting. You're horrendous. <laughs> I don't know if I can like. I haven't seen Maya's hair in the Oh my God, yeah, Maya, your hair. It does. Yeah, it does break. Yeah. Wow. So it's like curly hair, but you know, here and there, like some of them are still long. <laughs> but from the front, it still looks like it looks long. normal from the front. Yeah. <laughs> but also, it's like pretty far out because the new growth is pushing it out away from it's my boom. head. So near the beginning of quarantine, <laughs> you said that you might just cut it all up, which I'm definitely in favor of. Are you still maybe going to do that? I had a phone call <laughs> with my hairstylist. <laughs> Melissa, did you just see? Yeah, because my, my videos only goes to who's talking, and so it just came <laughs> to you. <laughs> you had your hair up in that crazy bro. Oh, my God. <laughs> Listeners, what I can do with my hair, maybe we should take a picture and put it on the Instagram so people understand. You think I already haven't Wait. taken a screenshot <laughs> of it? Maya, Maya, start talking again. Okay, so I can just like grab it and pull it straight out and it'll just like stay (laughs) wherever I put it. So I can 
make it go like in a halo a foot wow. out from my head in every direction. That is just incredible. I just took the most amazing screenshot. <laughs> Guys, think about how bad my tangles get. Look at this. Oh, I can only imagine. It gets so painful. Oh, anyway, no. I had a phone you call with her. Definitely cut it all off. <laughs> Olivia's like, yeah, you look messed up. No! <laughs> I just think you look really badass with like super, super, super short hair. Thank you. Anyway, I had a phone call with her and a lot of black women are very like motivated to grow their hair as long as possible because mm-hmm. breakage is such an issue and all these things and a lot of us like don't have hair that grows very fast and mm-hmm. when it grows curly you know it takes it longer for you to see length right and so I think that she maybe was coming from a personal place when she was like don't you dare but I was like yeah you know I just kind of want to just cut it all off and she was like don't you dare <laughs> yes ma'am <laughs> she was like that is not what we're gonna do you are going to moisturize detangle and oil thoroughly every night i've not been doing that Come what on. a process it's too bad. oh my god every night i mean i don't know how many black listeners we have but most people take like pretty good care of their hair and i take terrible care of my hair because i'm like whatever that sounds um, like a whole lot of work yeah wash day for so many black women is literally wash day yeah like a whole whole yeah it takes hours but i thought if you did wash day then you like didn't need to take as good care of your hair the rest of the days but you just have to constantly no you still take good care of your hair but wash day is like you don't wash quite as much extra thing right okay but you still have to moisturize a lot because our hair doesn't retain moisture very well Listeners, I'm not an expert. I just know about my own hair journey, which is that I wish I didn't have to be on one. (laughs) (laughs) I hate it. I'd imagine. I just want to say that I do like feel really good about feeling good about my short hair. I have previously attached a lot of my self-worth to my hair. Mm. Even in my lowest points, my hair was always complimented. It's very shiny. Melissa has great hair. Thank you. Which I know isn't the point of what you're getting at. It's actually <laughs> the opposite of the point. But it's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> it is It is thick. And, you know, even when I have never felt very, like, pretty about certain aspects of myself, you know, my hair was always pretty. And so this is the first time I've ever even been willing to think about cutting it off let alone actually cutting it off and I was really worried that after I did it I was gonna hate it and be like why did I do this to myself but like I love it and I and it feels like normal and I'm like really proud of myself for not freaking out (laughs) I'm proud of you there is a lot of external pressure to not cut your hair when you have really nice long hair exactly And incredibly, this is a fantastic segue into our listener letters. (laughs) We didn't plan this, but you're right. You can believe it. We did not plan this. I was like, wow, we're on a long hair tangent. Like, where are we going from here? We're going straight to CJ. Is it even a tangent if we started there? Whatever. (laughs) CJ wrote an email whose title is Lauren's Haircut. Oh, yeah. Okay. And CJ was kind enough to send us the reasoning from the guide, 
which goes on its own long tangent about Lauren and her haircut. It does? Sometime during the summer following her junior year, Lauren was approached by an alleged modeling agent in a mall in Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. He told her she was a natural model and Lauren agreed with him. The agent told her that if she cut her long hair into a shorter, edgier look and had some high quality headshots taken, her future would be assured. Lauren followed his instructions, spending $300 on a haircut and 15 grand on pictures taken by the agent's partner, never heard from the agent again. Okay. <laughs> 15 grand? Or 1,500. Well, 15, it says 15 grand. Grand? Maybe. Ah! That's gotta be a mistake. Stephanie must have meant 1500. She must have. I can't believe that this was something that was decided to go into in the guide. Yeah, like she thought about it. It's like this weird throwaway (laughs) comment from Bella, and she just she explained the whole thing. Like, oh, you want to know what the fuck? Okay, well, it doesn't make it not problematic when she talks about it in the book, so. Nope. <laughs> Putting it into the guide in this way kind of gives it more importance and weight. And so it kind of feels yeah. like, okay, behind the scenes, did a Cullen, like, pose as <laughs> a modeling <laughs> would agent? never be so cruel. Well, if someone was like, nobody messes with Bella, I've got a friend in British Columbia, Canada. I'm not saying that this I happened. Don't. I'm just saying that it makes it seem suspicious and you're like, wait. Right. There's like too much information here. Yeah. It makes it seem like the agent made her cut her hair on purpose. Right. Definitely. Like they got the money out of her for the headshots, whether she cut her hair or not. Like, I just want to read Twilight from Lauren's perspective. Wow. I think that would be really fun. And Truly, I think that Lauren has been done dirty by Stephanie because she has never warranted mistreatment to me. Hatred, no. (laughs) CJ goes on to make a very interesting point, I think, which is that it's weird that Lauren even exists when the roles of, quote, mean girl are already filled by Rosalie and arguably Jessica, at least from Bella's POV, and Leah later on, which is a great point. She always felt really superfluous because it's like, Oh, Lauren hates me, but, like, I don't even know what's going on with her. That's very true. The reason I don't want to read Twilight from Lauren's perspective is that Stephanie did her dirty and made her unnecessarily mean and shallow and one-dimensional. So if she rewrote it from Lauren's perspective, that would not change. Oh, I don't want Stephanie Meyer's Lauren Twilight. We need, like, new person's (laughs) Lauren's Twilight. I want someone else to do justice to Lauren, and I want Twilight from her perspective. Okay, what about a story where it's Jessica's perspective? Because I'm a little more interested in Jessica, because she's, like, a little more... Okay, yeah. Well, right now. I got it. Okay, Lauren is in love with Jessica, and part (gasps) of the reason she hates Bella so much is because Jessica's, like, shiny new friend. Now I have a new best friend, and Lauren's, like, I'm your best friend. Yes. Okay. Like, dope. like just a like Jessica, Angela, Lauren friendship story. Yeah. That'd be awesome. I'm here for it. And I wish that we kind of got a stronger sense too of like who else is in their grade at Forks High School. Oh yeah. We don't because know any of them. We don't have a sense of like which category this friend group kind of fits. We know yeah, that like true. they used to be disparate friend groups and then they all come together, which is really interesting that they don't then fall apart and like go back to wherever they were. But like 
is Jessica, like, I don't know, a theater kid? Is Lauren also on the field hockey team and Loki a jock? Well, it makes sense that we don't know these things because Bella doesn't care about these things. That's true. (laughs) She does not even mention any clubs at Forks. She could not care less about what her friends do in their spare time. Very sad. True. (laughs) Speaking of suspicious things. What? Well, it was, like, suspicious that this agent behaved this way towards Lauren. Oh. (laughs) That was my connection. We have an email from Shannon with the subject line, suspicious. And I love a good subject line on this one. It's great. (laughs) Shannon says, I'm currently listening to Minisode episode three, where you talked about what you would do if people around you could read minds. When I was like 14, I used to think this boy in my class was a vampire that could read minds. I used to have such a crush on him and I'd shout it at him in my head. (laughs) Yes, I was one of those girls who used to think she'd fall in love with a vampire. That same boy mysteriously left school one day and never came back. Nobody heard from him or his sister again. Their names were Benjamin and Isabel. Oh my god. Oh my I'm god. I'm obsessed with this. So can we can we get their last names? They must exist on social somewhere. <laughs> yeah, good luck finding Benjamin and Isabel. <laughs> yeah, I um, believe in you. We have no idea where they went. <laughs> please update us if you have any other information. Oh my god. This was all of us. My favorite part is like how brave Shannon was. Because <laughs> if Benjamin was a vampire who could read her mind, then she's just telling him about it. She's like ready to go. She's yelling it. Okay, what I want to know is how often do you guys think to yourself like, oh no, what if there's somebody who can read minds? Like it only happens to me when I think mean things, but it happens like kind of frequently that I'm like, oh, that was mean. If anybody can read my mind, I didn't mean it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I do think about that frequently though and I blame <laughs> I blame Twilight for it has to be because, Twilight right where else would we have been like shit there could be someone reading my mind and I don't even know about it and everyone is wrong you do have to qualify I am not my thoughts okay Thank right you. that's true that was just a like first indistinct thought that's not yeah. how I really feel about this situation right <laughs> listeners if you haven't heard this advice before if you ever think a thought that makes you feel like you're a terrible person know that the first instinct is what society has taught you to think and then your reaction that's like oh no that was bad is how you actually feel yes i have heard that you're not terrible yeah uh, uh, i was about to say like a dumbledore quote but now i don't want to well go ahead and do it because it'll give us a good opportunity to address that okay all right i don't know if it's dumbledore but it might be serious where they're like it's not our thoughts that define us but our actions or something like that it's definitely not how it goes i know it's not how it goes but i don't remember how it goes oh it's our actions that that show who we truly right are not our abilities something like that it's actions not abilities not thoughts okay well you got it but close enough okay i should reel that listeners point is While Harry Potter has some real wisdom in it, we have big problems with J.K. Rowling, and we just want you to know that we are a anti-transphobia podcast. Agree. Yeah, we are. That doesn't change just because we used to really admire someone who turned out to be a transphobe. It's very, like, either die a hero or live to see yourself become a villain. Yeah, it's really unfortunate. Die ignorant or live to see your favorites ruin themselves. 
I mean, we're uh, familiar with problematic faves. That's true. So we don't want to say that your love for Harry Potter is invalid. It can still have contributed to the person that you are in a positive way. I'm wearing Harry Potter underwear right now. (laughs) It has really worked its way into our lives in a deep, deep manner. I have so many t-shirts that I've just been like, I don't feel like wearing that. (laughs) I like that t-shirt. I mean, I will say that Harry Potter is probably the reason I even have the job that I have right now. So Harry Potter was a big impact on my life. And yes, I've been having a major crisis as we really reconcile with the major problematic JK Rowling. But one of the things that I'm evolving through is just realizing that you can separate art from the artist and that the art can still have a major impact and you can take a lot from the art without, I don't know, subscribing to whatever it is the author is doing you know yeah and it kind of feels like the ethos of the podcast you know like you can enjoy something but be critical of it as well and also be critical of where it came from right that's That's literally what we do here what we're trying to do we can enjoy harry potter while being critical of jk rowling and also being critical of a lot of the problematic tropes and representation things that are in Harry Potter that we might have missed when we were younger. Yes. Like the anti-Semitism. Didn't know about Mm -hmm. that before. We're always learning. Always learning. Always. Bridget wrote in to validate our opinions. Bridget. Bridget agrees that these last few chapters have officially proved that Jacob is not phasing into a wolf, but a full-blown dipshit. That made me laugh so hard. (laughs) It's sad. Also, Smire needs to stop lying about this Twilight dream nonsense. I've never heard of someone having a romantic dream like that that did not involve them. Oh, wait, can I, can we segue into the fact that I literally just had a dream and it starred myself? Oh my god, yes, we have to talk about it. <laughs> we have to talk about this dream that Melissa had. Hang on, let's come back to it because... Okay, okay. It, yeah, it segues, it segues. Right, it all fits. Anyway, continue. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so thank you, Bridget, for this great email. Just crushing it. I love you, Bridget. So much love to Bridget. If you want us to love you as much as we love Bridget, write in a lot. Just email. It's pretty easy. All you have to do is email us. Yeah. I'm so excited to read this next one. It's from Olivia's mom, Karen. (laughs) Yes! Another just all-star fantastic subject line. Can't wait till you read the Bible. She says, I'm a little behind on the pod, Karen, that's okay, but I just listened to episode 19, and may I say how funny it is to listen to y'all discuss religion, Christianity, and the Bible. I'm a recovering Catholic myself, and my husband and I brought our children up a-religiously, disclaimer, I'm Olivia's mom. (laughs) When you were discussing Jesus and original sin, the word Olivia was looking for was absolution. I was crying and laughing. I love how everything she knows about Christianity she learned in her high school lit class. It's true. I may have left a bit of a hole in her upbringing. (laughs) She loves to describe herself as a recovering Catholic and like no shade if we have any Catholic listeners. You're welcome here. I love you. Uh, I think it's hilarious that my mom calls herself a recovering Catholic. I feel like we 
consistently forget that I am a recovering Catholic, technically. I was brought up Catholic. I have so many friends who are Catholic. Like, I grew up being friends with a bunch of Catholics. My first boyfriend <laughs> was Catholic. It, it's a, very strange. My best friend is, like, sort of Catholic, previously Catholic. <laughs> we like the Catholics. We like you guys. Uh, and then Olivia responded, and I'm just going to read one line, but it's hilarious. She says, if we do the Bible next, we'll have you on. <laughs> Which is such a funny idea. Like, Twilight Phase reads the Bible, and our guest episode is Olivia's mom. It's a non-religious person. <laughs> a recovering Catholic. A recovering. <laughs> oh, that's good. Thanks for writing in, Mom. <laughs> Oh, also a very important point for me to make is that my mother has read zero Twilight books. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't need to read it. We recap. Yeah, apparently she's keeping up fine. So I guess her recaps are all right. Um, when the last movie came out, she asked if I wanted to go see it. And I was like, yeah, okay. You know, it was kind of like late in my Twilight phase, but so I was like maybe gonna see it. So we went to see that movie together, and it was one of the funniest things that has ever happened to me because it was halfway through the movie. Bella was pregnant. Someone's gonna call me out. I don't know if it was part one or part two. Whenever the part is where she's pregnant and like drinking blood from a sippy cup and Jacob and Edward are arguing over her my mom leaned over and she was like can he read their minds <laughs> <laughs> and it was in that moment that I remembered that my mom had consumed no Twilight media before going to this movie <laughs> oh my god she was just like being a good mom she knew I would want to see that movie so we went to see it together she was very confused oh my god that is hilarious what did she think of it at the end um I don't know mom right, right in, in. <laughs> tell us she probably thought it was bonkers I'm pretty sure it was part two because I think it was the one where there's that whole scene that doesn't happen and I was right. like confused and like the whole audience was like going nuts I think it was a pretty bonkers experience all around Oh my gosh. Uh, wow. I wish I had been there. <laughs> <laughs> now it is time. Melissa, please tell the listeners about your dream. I know that there's nothing more boring than listening to someone else's dream, but just have faith, okay? Just wait. Just yeah. wait. Hold on. I'm going to literally pull up the text that I sent you guys because I- oh, it was a comprehensive text. Because as dreams go, you know, I don't fully remember the details of anymore. Course. Well, you don't need to. Right. Isn't that the most annoying thing ever though? Like, yes. damn, that was a good dream. How dare I not remember it like scene by scene? I will say last night I dreamt just these words, oral history, legends of the hidden temple. <laughs> we need that. I are, yeah, I looked it up. It doesn't exist. Listeners, what if you fuck? have time on your hands, please create an oral history of legends of the hidden temple. I really would be interested. <laughs> That would be a good podcast. Wow, we talk way too much. Oh my god. The group chat is pretty deep. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so listeners, I had a dream last night that was about a vampire and about me. It was basically my Stephanie Meyer moment. So I met a vampire and his name was Eric. <laughs> and I was a witch. 
I lived in New York City, but I kept getting lost in New York City. That's a very frequent thing in my dreams is getting lost. So, you know, I, I was stressing about something. I get lost, but it's never in New York. I liked the detail that you were getting lost in the Bronx. It was like, right. <laughs> this is a place that I do not know. <laughs> yeah. I was in the Bronx and I was like, fuck, I literally can't get around here without my phone at all. So... I like called Eric's name and he could hear me wherever he was <laughs> and he appeared and I was like I'm lost and I can't need to get back home and he was all like I'm not your fucking uber driver <laughs> but then he helped me anyway basically in the dream we were low-key crushing on each other but obviously weren't like talking about it because that's how things go I also was like generally kind of mean to him and he was definitely mean back it's the only way I know how to express my feelings to people I like, so. Listeners, does that explain a lot? <laughs> <laughs> and then even in the dream, like, I pretended to get hit by a car, and I called his name, and he appeared and started freaking out, and I just started laughing. Okay, it's, like, <laughs> very Melissa to me, and my response was, oh my god, I love the Twilight connection of, like, you were gonna be Bella and like be hit by a car so that the person will be really into you but you had more agency in this situation so you just pretended to be hit by a car and you Melissa said that you had not even made this conscious no I was like oh my god you're right this was totally my twilight definitely a twilight for sure a twilight it did not even occur to me post-dream, and so I really was glad that I told you guys about this, because you were really helping me dive into my psyche. Anyway, I woke up uh, around when my witchy family found out that I was hanging out with the vampire, and I don't know, they thought it was a bad idea. They voted about it. They voted and said it was a bad idea. Also very Midnight Sun. Also, I liked the detail that you had three dads, but you weren't sure, like, how. It was, <laughs> like, the details weren't clear. You just knew there were three dads involved. <laughs> Yeah, I had a very big family, and there were at least three dads. <laughs> at least. I <laughs> love it. I'm so obsessed with it. Yes, and Olivia was so obsessed to the point <laughs> where she wrote a fan fiction, and I love it. Listeners, it was really good. Olivia sent it to us, and I just, like, skimmed it at first, because she sent it with no context, like, no subject. Right. The subject line was, like, am I Stephanie Meyer? I was, like, what is this? <laughs> and later I read it for real when I understood what it was, and I was, like, it's amazing. It's so good. You're a great writer. Wow, thanks. I did initially see this and assumed that it was your past fan fiction, because right. we talk about this a lot. And we had been talking about doing this episode where theoretically, eventually, we're going to talk more about fan fiction. Right. Right. Exactly. But then when you clarified that this was... No, that's a thing that I wrote that day. New fan fiction, but also based entirely upon my dream, I lost my shit. I got a lot of inspiration by writing Melissa as the main character. I really feel like that was a very fruitful way in. It was really good. I really think we should post it. <laughs> I 100% agree. We should put it on the Tumblr or something. It's literally only like a scene and a half. It's barely anything. Which means it's a perfect amount. Like there's already so much that I want to know. And you leave it on like a nice little cliffhanger. I'm hooked already. <laughs> 
listeners, she sent us a second installment and I almost died. I was so excited. My hands were like shaking, trying to open it. I was like, I gotta read more. I just read it this morning. It's really good. Listeners, I never check my email. Yeah, I learned that Melissa never checks her email. <laughs> uh, didn't know that about Melissa. LOL. It's just how I cope. You know, you never know when something annoying is going to show up. So just don't read it. But I checked it this morning, literally, because I was like, man, I wonder if I've gotten any more juicy nuggets like that. And guess what? There was a juicy nugget. (laughs) One exactly like that. Uh, That's hilarious. So yeah, it's a perfect segue. It is. We're talking fanfic. We're finally going to talk about fanfic. I think it's really funny. I feel like I have been really pushing for us to do a fanfic mini-sode. Yeah, I've really been fighting it. Even though I was probably, of the three of us, it sounds like I was the least into Twilight fanfic in particular. Oh, I was so into it. It is the only fan fiction that I read. Same. Really? I recently, as in this week, read some Doctor Who fan fiction for the first <laughs> time. Because I was like, I've been thinking about fanfic and I've been crying about Doctor Who. Let's fill that void. So I like read a little bit of that, but otherwise I've only ever read Twilight fanfiction. Yeah. I like tried some Harry Potter fanfiction and I was like, it's not the same. I was way into Harry Potter fanfic. So that that was what I like really got into. And then interestingly, I dove into you would never guess this. If you tried to guess what second franchise of fan fiction I got into, I don't think you would ever guess. It was. I want to try. I want to try. Yeah, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. <laughs> we got an S. I think we got an S sound at the beginning of that. Spider-Man. <laughs> That's a decent guess, but no, because I did really like Spider-Man. Okay, then I'm going to guess Superman. No. Spider-Man is way cooler than Superman. Uh, the second franchise that I got into in terms of fanfic was Star Trek. Get the when fuck the out. second movie came out, when the like new reboot came out. Get out! Uh, because I always watched it with my dad. I watched the original uh, and I always really loved Spock and then the reboot happened and I still really like Spock. Oh my god. And I that's, that's the only fanfic I ever posted. It's about Spock? Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> what, ha- what happens to Spock? It's, it's a Spock Uhura. She's dope. Um, I fucking love knowing this about you, Olivia. <laughs> Holy shit. The pod really, really brings us, I feel, a lot closer together. And we <laughs> see into each other's psyche. <laughs> we just learned the strangest. Anyways, we should talk more about your Twilight fanfic. Okay, so I mentioned before about how I wrote a Twilight fanfic. Yes. I thought that I was going to read it before this episode, but I found it online and I started reading the first line. And you couldn't do it? I started gagging. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot believe you didn't send it to us to read. I mean, it's very Googleable. It was a Twilight fanfic about a deer named Bambi. Bambi. You can fucking Google that shit. I already did find it, but I felt guilty reading it when you... What was her name? Is it just called Bambi? I think so. My my username was Bambi underscore Cullen or something like that. X Bambi X girl X? Yeah! Yeah! That's totally me. Um, Wow. I wrote two. You wrote Bambi the sequel. 
that sounds it's like something I blocked out of my memory but it's, it's you it's the same person oh my god you have a typo in the first two yeah. words yeah that's why I said I, I can't believe <laughs> wow you've grown so much though I literally am like sweating right now knowing that you're looking at it but I support you guys looking at it I just <laughs> will not look at it myself may I read the beginning yeah okay thanks. yeah yeah you thank may god. Oh thank my god. god okay this is from april 17th 2006 2006 you were early you always said you were og i was in eighth grade you got 13 faves wow oh yeah i got a lot of feedback on this 31 reviews <laughs> yeah pretty damn good i'm gonna read them <laughs> bambi was roaming around in the forest with some other deer when she heard a small growl oh no not again <laughs> why can't they just learn to leave us alone and go hunt some other animal i like the voice good bambi voice yeah that's a good bambi voice all the other deer ran off as they heard the faint growl but she held her position she wanted to meet whoever was trying to eat her again <laughs> just as she finished thinking to herself a body came flying out of nowhere and gripped her <laughs> neck firmly between his hands he was about to bite when she spoke up you know, I probably don't taste that good to you. <laughs> he froze where he was. Well, I don't think I taste that good. Believe me, I should know since I have to clean myself every day. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> the man shot up with a confused yet surprised look on his face. Oh, God. That's all I got, man. I can't go on. Good. That's great. It was, it was the confused yet surprised. <laughs> confused yet surprised. <laughs> I can go on. I love Here's it. Here's what I want listeners to know. <laughs> I'm going to read them the chapter titles. Oh, God. One, we meet. Chapter two, you wish. <laughs> chapter three, <laughs> anger. <laughs> chapter four, Robbie. Chapter five, cool author's note. <laughs> chapter six, confessions. <laughs> chapter seven, the game. Wow. Oh, the game was my most popular chapter for Sherzies. I mean, that was that was where it all comes together. It features Emma. So the pr the premise is the deer is bitten and turns into a vampire deer. Right. Exactly. What then happened? What do you mean? What, what's what what, what what's your question? What does she do? What's the plot of this story? What does she do? She lives her life. <laughs> <laughs> is there a romance between her and and a Cullen and a Cullen? Robbie was another deer. Oh, oh. that makes sense. A second <clears throat> vampire deer. I'm. That makes sense. I can't remember for Sherzies, but that's what my instincts are telling me. I can't for the life of me fathom what Bambi the sequel is about. But <laughs> what um what did you read the most? It's I, it's very intriguing to me that you went down this like very niche vampire route. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was reading all the popular fanfic at the time, so I think I was trying to really get in in an area that wasn't already being right. Uh, you had to be niche, right? I had to be niche in order to really Original. like stand out, right? Like when I was reading Twilight fanfic, the most popular one was The Lion and the Lamb, and that was Twilight from Edward's point of view. And Stephanie Meyer, I remember, would talk about this fanfic. She was like, this person really understands Edward's point of view. And she, like, had conversations with this author. And No way. 
Yes. Can you imagine if any author had any conversations about any fanfic that was happening and was like, this is good. I just, I cannot, I wow. can't believe. I wonder if they're still in touch. I wonder if Stephanie wrote, like, reached out to her during the writing of Midnight Sun. Like, does this feel like Edward to you? Oh my God. Right. I can't imagine reading fanfic about my own. I don't think I I know. I think that's what ultimately made me post the fanfic is I was like, what if Stephanie reads this? (laughs) (laughs) What if Stephanie was like, Melissa really gets Bambi. (laughs) Wow. Actually, Melissa posted at the top of her fanfiction the classic disclaimer, which is why we have a disclaimer in this podcast to allude to the fanfic. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she wrote, disclaimer, I don't own any of it, dot, 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 except for the deer. She's mine. I hate myself. I want to read you guys just a little bit of Bambi the sequel. Oh, my God. This isn't from the text. It's just the, the top part. So the author's note. Okay, great. Hey, everyone. Wait, wait. Can you tell me when was Bambi the sequel posted? Um, August 10th, 2006. Oh, so not that much later. (laughs) Yeah, no, you turned it around. All right, it was a couple months later, dope. Wow, yeah. Hey, everyone. Bambi's back and better than ever. Sorry it (laughs) took so long to get this out, even if it's only a prologue. I love that you were like, oh, they've been waiting. That's how (laughs) I felt when I had my fan fiction. I was Mind you, this was like late high school that I was posting. It was like I had to like write my whatever 2,000 words that I was going to post that week. Y'all, I got emails about this shit. I remember <laughs> people wanted more and people needed more Bambi. You guys, I posted the same stuff even though nobody wanted more. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to find emails. I'm going to go back. I'll just read some of the snippets of people who wanted more Bambi. She says, also, for any newcomers, there will be no Bella in this story, and if it is, it's only by mention of name. Sorry if I get all your hopes up. I don't do love and mushiness unless it's between (laughs) deer. Smiley face. (laughs) Summary. Two vampire deer go off on a little 14-day vacation with the Cullens. Disclaimer, I do not own any of Twilight. No matter how much I've wished upon a star, I only own the two deer. Which made it sound like you own deer in your life. Which (laughs) And also, like, I don't own Bambi, like, as a a thing. Right, like, you named your deer Bambi. (laughs) Right. I really don't own that. Oh, my God. I literally have no memory of this, which just shows how thoroughly I've blocked it from my memory. Rated wow. T for some high adventure scenes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I posted uh, this week that we were going to be talking about fan fiction, and I had a great question from one of our listeners that I wanted to post to you guys. Stars in your heart wanted to know about uh you know we'll see how much we can answer this the shift in style plots of fix over the years if we can get any info on that um so i'm very interested to hear as people who were reading a lot of fix melissa is claiming to have read all the popular ones yeah Um, i was in it were they all like edward bella like what was like the thing to write well i remember specifically post Twilight, which would have been when I was, I guess, writing this Bambi fanfic too, because that came because right. Twilight came out in two thousand five, October of two thousand five. Wow, you hopped on it! I told y'all, ready to go. Um, 
So I was definitely reading all the fanfic like immediately after I'd finished Twilight. And it was, and this is why I remember that we didn't know that there was going to be a sequel yet. Mm. Um, And so a lot of the original Twilight fan fiction was like sequels to Twilight. And right, because you hadn't seen them like truly be together yet. So that's what you're writing, truly being together. Right. So like them in high school, so centered around Bella becoming a vampire, um, like almost immediately post Twilight. Not a lot of breakup stuff. No. No one predicted where that would actually go. (laughs) Not at all. That did not happen in any of the fics that I read. I was also deep into the fan fiction and definitely wrote and posted my own which unfortunately has been lost to time honestly that's probably fortunate who are we kidding but what like strikes me then and like continues to strike me now because I just went and looked at some like recent twilight fan fiction what is currently being posted is that Edward and Bella are used as just like completely blank slates for people to write truly whatever it'll be like edward is a popular music producer and (laughs) bella is a daredevil like oh i mean i just made that up but if you go through these it's truly just like okay so this is going to be a romance and edward is just the name for the man and bella is just the name for the wow like do you know if this is how fan fiction is across genres and titles or is this twilight specific i think it is i think that i mean harry potter has such a large pantheon that it's pretty easy to find two characters who are the type that you want and put them together right right. so in that way maybe there's a little bit less of it in harry potter but i think that fanfic generally people really do make it whatever they want it to be. That is so fascinating. I hadn't realized that, but I too did some light research, mostly on um, archive of our own, which based on sorting through stuff wasn't, it makes sense that it wasn't popular when Twilight was at its height. So there's a lot more on it now than there used to be. But the top ships are still, the top one is Edward Bella, but it's interesting to hear Maya's point. Like, are these really Edward Bella stories, right. or are they like you know, people doing wow. whatever they feel like, but with Edward Bella? Preteen me finds this like blasphemy. What do you <laughs> like? You can't do that. <laughs> okay, you know what you're not ready for, Melissa. Is oh, no. then I searched based on highest kudos within. The Twilight fandom, which is the AO3 liking system, you leave kudos. Right. The top two Twilight and many of the highest Twilight kudos AO3 fix are Harry Potter Twilight crossovers. What? Like many, <laughs> many of them. This is like a whole, and these are like most liked on AO3. What? Those definitely did not exist when I was in fanfic. <laughs> They might not have been as big. I mean, they might have existed. No, they did not exist. I remember when the number of Twilight fan fictions fit on three pages. Whoa. Like, you went back one and two, and that was it. You're actually, truly the OG. The OG! Would you like to guess how many Twilight fics have been published in the last year on AO3? Would I like to guess? Um, 
5,000. 400. 1,300. And that's Damn. just on AO3. Guys, I went back and I found the oldest Twilight fan fiction posted on fanfiction.net. Oh, wait, okay. I'm sure I read this. Yeah. It is called Price of Darkness by Gwathryn. Um, it was published December 4th, 2003. Ha- Wait, 2003? That, that doesn't even make sense. That does not that doesn't make Twilight was published in 2005. It must be a different Twilight. It says poem based on the vampires of Twilight. We got a time traveler. Mysteries of time. Maybe somebody world. was like playing with the calendar on their computer. <laughs> and when they posted this, they were in 2003. I don't know. Oh, Author's note, some of you have noticed quite astutely that this poem was somehow magically written before Twilight was published. There is a confusing and confuddling tale involving a lot of running, a computer, and a time-traveling doctor, which I will not get into here, but the truth of the matter is that it was originally written for Nick from Forever Night, but when Twilight came out, it fit Edward so much better, so I switched it. Okay, so she switched it to a different fandom. Oh. Okay, so we're not going to count this. I'm going to go back and find one. Doesn't from, count. That's not Okay, that. yeah, I don't, I didn't remember that one. Oh my gosh, I have so many fan fiction tabs open right now. <laughs> okay, so the next one is August 5th, 2006. Plausible? Sounds late. Mine was in April 2006. Okay, so I sorted by published date rated K through T um, and then went all the way to the end. Yeah, that should be everything, I think. Fanfiction.net is a lot harder to navigate, which is the point of why AO3 exists. It's a terrible website, for sure. It's also where I posted. (laughs) I will also say it says there are 135 results. Sorry, 135,000 results. Right. So I'm not shocked that something could be missed. I'm going to change the rating to all. And then it goes up to 215,000. So like, Jesus. Nobody tags their shit on fanfiction. That's why it sucks. Yeah, sorted by published date. Apply. Then you go to last. So I'm on page 8,597. So just going to pick something really early Ooh, okay i feel like this speaks this is something melissa would have read this is january 30th 2006 Uh uh-huh safety by mumishi yes bella has another nightmare and edward is there to comfort her this time yes a thousand percent (laughs) i remember reading this wow i'm not gonna read the whole thing i'm having some real nostalgia right now maya what were you reading when you were deep in it so I went through and found some of my like old favorites and I I should do that think it very likely that Melissa and I read some of the same stuff because totally Melissa's whole thing about like oh I just want to be so sick and someone is so worried about me (laughs) uh let me find this so One of my favorite authors is someone who posted 32 stories under the name Silly Bella. I feel confident that you read Fever, Bella is sick, and Edward is worried. That's it. I'm positive I would have read that. Yeah. Uh, It's October 18th, 2006. 
So wow. it's literally just like Bella has a cold and it turns out to be a flu and they have to go to the hospital and she's like, I don't want to go. And he's like, Bella, people can die from the flu. And she like <laughs> thinks about his family. She like really struck a chord for me because I was like, does Edward miss his parents? Does Edward miss his mom? I want to know. Wow, this is really timely right now too. Like we're yeah. in a pandemic. <laughs> for sure. I'm definitely gonna okay so like I still have access to my AOL account that is what I was reading fan fiction and like the majority of my emails that I still get to that account are fan fiction related because I checked yes. like I don't know sometime within the past year because oh because I needed my Neopets password lol <laughs> <laughs> fucking love Neopets um so I went onto this AOL account and I literally literally within the past year had received an email about the story Bambi like someone had done like something somebody with had it. read it wow. right and I was like what the fuck your <laughs> legacy lives on yeah it's terrible these archives um, are still here so I'm gonna go on to this email later and I will try to find who because obviously I got updates about whenever my favorites were you know updated right. Right. I got emails about it so I'm wow. gonna go find some of these yeah yeah. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a deep dive tonight y'all I'm gonna like pick something okay one of my favorites I don't know if it holds up is Across huh? the Ocean by Anilaya it's spelled A-N-N-I-L-A-I-A please go read it and tell me if it's good or not <laughs> <laughs> it was translated into Spanish Portuguese Norwegian German and Polish whoa the fanfic community is incredible. Yeah. You'll notice, like, we all work in publishing. We're all extremely pro-fanfiction. Yes. It's, like, a great community. It's a great way to engage with your favorite stuff. It's a great way to learn how to write. It's a fantastic way to learn how to write. Right. We love fanfiction. Like, maybe the best. Maybe the best way to learn how to write. That's true. Yeah. Okay, I also wanted to know these days what the top chips are because according to the Tumblr, it's mostly non-canon chips are like the most popular. Right, things. that makes sense. Posting about the top chips are all canon chips until you get down to it's Edward Bella, Alice Jasper, Carlisle Esme, Emmett Rose, then Jacob Bella. Then Rose Bella. <laughs> then wow. in a true twist, Jasper Bella. What? Then Jake Renesme. Then Jasper Original. Then <laughs> Alice Bella. Like what? Alice Bella's that low? I would have guessed that Alice Bella would be before. Rose I would have thought that would be higher. I would have thought more of the pack would be higher because there's a lot right. of love for the pack online. Wow. Jacob is the only one represented here, which is cray cray. That's bizarre. Oh, and then I also searched for whether like Edward Bow is a thing and if Edith Bella is a thing. Mm. Um, and they're not huge. There's like a handful. They're niche, but they're out there. But I really thought that would be I really thought that would be more of a thing. I just searched and found something truly flabbergasting to me. My filters are like by favorite, so it's sorted by what people like the most, rated yes. K through T. Yes. Apply. The word count on some of these oh. is outrageous. The most yeah. popular 
Twilight fanfic, which I did not read, but I assume Melissa did, is called Bella <laughs> Hale. Does that ring a bell? Uh, when did when was it published? Um, November two thousand eight. Too late. That was too late. Okay. Well, six-year-old Isabella Swan was orphaned after a car crash took her parents away and Edward and the Cullens find her. Alice decides to keep her and Edward tries to protect her. Family drama and hilarity ensues as Bella grows up and Edward and Bella happens. Do you want to guess the word count on this story? I can't. I can't I would like to guess 220,000 words. You would be closer if you doubled it. No. 386,995 words. Oh my God. We're going to give some context here. Yes, Uh, please. Most of the YA published stuff that you're reading is like 80 to 120,000 words. 120 is long. It's like a long YA fantasy. When you pick up a YA fantasy and you're like, damn, this is hefty. That's like 120. It's like you know, like a really tome, like the Sarah J. Moss. I don't know how long those are. Those could be like pushing 200. I don't know. They're yeah, humongous. they're definitely the the chunkier ones are definitely 200,000 words. But that's like wild in publishing. Wild. Yeah, it's abnormal. If you think of like a fun rom com, that's probably like 75,000, 80. Yeah, this thing is like an epic. That's like a five book series. That's like how much <laughs> I I picture one of like the big game of thrones books being yeah like shit those adult books are longer are higher word counts often so, right like a hefty adult book might be i don't know but like 200,000 nearly 400,000 wow that's that's absurd so long how many words is infinite <laughs> jest oh that's good I'm that sure can't be right online. what well, when you just Google it, it says 20,000 words, which is incorrect. No, <laughs> that's correct. Uh, it's a vocabulary of 20,000 words oh. in the oh, 577,608 word text. Oh, damn. So Infinite Jest that's is large. like nearly 600,000 words. And this is like two thirds of that. Wait, can you Google the Bible? This is a Bible podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the, I'm going to guess that the bible is equally as long as this fanfic okay <laughs> maybe um, i guess longer many words. those pages are really the bible well i guess it depends on which translation etc it's, it's like, way longer it's seven hundred eighty-three thousand words <laughs> the king james oh my god you guys what uh i just changed the filters to include all so k through m and the one two three four five Six most popular under that one is called Hit by Destiny, and it's 464,000 words. Ah! It is nearly half a million words. Wow. Oh, my That's 20,000 reviews. Oh, my God. Bella wants to die and almost gets her wish fulfilled when she gets hit by a shiny Volvo. She's left with serious injuries, and the only thing keeping her from dying is the person who hit her. All human rated M for language, dark themes, and violence. All human, yeah. So it says that's true. Wow. Like you can you can do whatever you want. Oh my god, there was so much all human. The Harry Potter Twilight stuff really blew my mind. Wow, this is this person's only story. They wrote possibly one of the longest stories on fanfiction.net, and their only story is hit by destiny. Of course, it's their wow. only one. They didn't have time for anything else. Yeah, 
the Damn. entirety of Harry Potter is just about a million words. So they wrote wow. half of Harry Potter length. Honestly, too much. I'm going to sort by reviews. Oh, my goodness. Um, okay. Well, this is, surpri- this is surprising. So sorted <laughs> by reviews, K through M, so that's all, all stories. It is titled Fan Fiction, Sex Gods, and Single Girls. <laughs> we have fan fiction that we're talking about here, very relevant, by Banner Day. Word count here, 479,535. Oh my god. These people are amazing. Here's the other thing. Fan fiction is serialized, so you can't really edit. <laughs> like, you yeah, edit as true. you go. <laughs> if you want to change things later, you just don't. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to read the description for this one. After a mortifying first meeting, fan fiction writer Bella finds story inspiration in her ah. distracting new neighbor. She thinks he's just a player. He thinks she's a little odd, but you can't judge a book by its cover and just wait until Bella discovers who's reading her newest fic. Art imitates wow. imitates art. Like all of this, like so much of it, I'm not going to say all of it, but truly a huge amount is just like, I'm just using these character names right. and writing a story I feel like writing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, I think it's also the audience. It's the built-in audience as well. Right. Like, it's true. Know what you're looking for. I feel like the fic that I read the dynamics between the characters in a certain ship were usually what I was expecting. Right. So even if like their personalities were maybe slightly different, I feel like it was the dynamic of the people that stayed the same and that's right. why you went to those. Uh, I feel honestly like there's so much more to say. Listeners, write in and tell us if this was interesting or not because I could talk about <laughs> it forever. And yeah, we could do a part two. Yeah. We didn't even talk about my um, cause and drama account, so. <laughs> right. All right. So I have to come back and tell you all about whatever fanfics I was, like, getting updates on. And Maya has to talk about her flame account that she made. Yeah, we have a, this is, like, peak Twilight phase. Like, this is too yeah. important. Also, yeah, we listeners. Have to come back. Please write in to tell us more about whether you read fic back in the day, whether you're reading fic now, who was your fave back in the day, who, what ships are like the hot rage right now based (laughs) on your own experience, not like me searching AO3 tags. Honestly, if you write in and tell us like, I love this fic and this is like a cool fic that's happening right now, I would, I would, I would try it. I would read it. I'd read a little bit. Yes. Yeah, I mean, we read a bunch of shit anyway, so. I read a little bit of a lot of things. Everything, exactly. It's literally our job to sometimes read things that might or might not be bad. And then to read a few things, like, 20 times in a row. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's our vibe. With a positive attitude. (laughs) (sighs) Okay, Listeners, y'all are the best. And thank you for being you. Yeah. Thanks for listening to us just like bullshit about fanfic. Shoot the shit, as uh, my father would say. (laughs) (laughs) Email us about fanfiction at twilightfacepodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to support the podcast, check out patreon.com slash twilightfacepodcast. Thank you to all of our patrons, Jillian, Asher, Melina, Bridget, Eric, the best all of you can follow us at twilight underscore phase on twitter and instagram and twilight phase podcast on tumblr 
disclaimer we own nothing <laughs> twilight universe and all characters belong only to stephanie meyer please don't sue us i don't own bambi fyi <laughs> but you do own the vampire deer that's named okay but bambi's not mine don't sue me for that either oh yeah and robbie. Robbie. what Definitely a stupid name why did i choose robbie fucking murder me because you were like what 14 audio editing by Melissa Shermer cover image by Laura Shermer our theme music is written and performed by Adrian Mooring we'll be back next week and if you don't like it you can bite me or vampire deer named Bambi <laughs> <laughs> so like do you taste better than Bambi <laughs> yeah alright fucking bye, kill me god damn <laughs> I'm so glad I took my stuff down so we couldn't do this to me <laughs>